It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Thursday. This is our second episode of the day, but this is our real episode. I I, I don't mean, I'm not saying that the other one wasn't real, but this one's the structured one. The other one we had as a bonus episode with Anthony Trish, Pro Football Focus. Go check that out. That was a whole 25 minute uh, of just uninterrupted me and Anthony Trish. Uh, I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverine's Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And this is, uh, I did it all backwards. Now I don't even know what to say. Lockdown Wolverine's podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today, it's twice a day. Uh, so we are really back in the full season mode. Um, and uh, today is the Michigan mailbag. So let's get to it, starting with our leaders and best. Uh, James Crudup at James Crudup 6. Harbaugh said the quarterback battle could go the whole season. How do you see that playing out rotation-wise? How long do you think the leash is for both? Um, I, I'm not really sure exactly, of course, because it's your guess is as good as mine. Obviously, we know what it's going to look like for the first two games to some degree. I think we'll still see... Some J.J. McCarthy in game one and probably Caden week two. I can't imagine Jim sitting him for an entire game. So we will see as far as that's concerned. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting, right? Because you're going to have. Uh, I, I mean, I don't I, they, he said he wants to have everything set by week three as starter backup. If it's Cade, I think it will look the same as it did last year. Maybe a little bit more J.J. If it's J.J., probably not the opposite. So. I really don't know because I don't know who's going to end up being the considered winner. I still am banking on Cade. However, I still wouldn't be surprised if JJ was the starter by the end of the year, just because I think he can elevate the offense to a degree that Cade maybe can't. And that's not a knock on Cade. That's a, it's just like Jim said about this is not uh Cade's not getting a demotion and JJ is getting a promotion. I could see that kind of happening later in the year. Uh, as far as the leash, I'm, I mean, if someone's really struggling, I'm sure the other one will come in. That's the the bad thing for some of these other guys. Josh Barr at Jadicky. Michigan started off last season establishing the physical running identity, and it feels like they're already confident in the offensive line. With Jim announcing the quarterback starters the way he did, do you think they'll have a lot more passing in the game plans than usual early in the season? Well, that's the big question, right? Because I think that Michigan, now that I kind of looked into Colorado State, I think that Michigan probably has an advantage running the ball against Colorado State com- compared to the other way around. Just looking at the personnel and what they have. So I'm sure that they'd like to pass, and I'm sure that's also probably a good thing for Cade, right? Is like, hey, you got to pass ag- against some guys who have kind of been around the block, whether they were at Nevada or elsewhere. They've got guys kind of from all over the place, uh, this Colorado State uh, starting group. But, uh, I mean, I think that they they'll probably still try to be relatively balanced. And then you just hope that the, the pass game kind of takes off. They're not going to start throwing like 70, 30. I think it's still going to try to be like 55, 45, one way or the other, I guess, depending on the opponent. So we'll see my brother in metal, Michael Wolf at ML 21. And I got this question multiple times from multiple people here. Uh, it's one of two. Will Scott Frost last this whole season? I mean, if <laughs> I, I'm going to say no, but 
If he beat it, it all, it think hinges on that Oklahoma game. Lose to Oklahoma, especially if you lose by one score. No, beat Oklahoma, then probably. Let that's probably what I will say there. What freshman on offense and defense do you want to see in game one? Uh, defensively, Mason Graham, Kenneth Grant, Zeke Barry, Will Johnson, Jimmy Rolder. On offense. C.J. Stokes, Darius Clemens, Tyler Morris, Colston Loveland. I think that covers it. Alex Orgy, because I want them to be far enough ahead where Alex Orgy comes in. Because <laughs> I want to see some of those guys. But those would be the ones that I really want to see the most. I'm probably missing someone, but those are the ones that come off the top of my head. Jimmy Whitner at Jimmy Whitner one. What's your prediction for offensive and defensive MVP for game one? Uh, I was going to do a thing on it and I didn't end up doing that. So Donovan Edwards, number one, because I think the run pass option type deal, and I don't mean the RPO, but like for him personally, the the run pass options are just excellent. I think he can really kill Colorado state that way. Defensively, I'm going with, uh, with Mozzie Smith. I just think that's going to be, and I think he's just going to be a game wrecker and he's going to need to be because they're going to be trying to get that ball out quickly. If not Mozzie, then it's probably going to have to either be one of the safeties or a corner. And I don't know who number two was the final score you would be happy with. It has to be, I think a 24 to 28 point spread. I think the spread is like 24 and a half. So it's got to be beyond that. But, you know, at Colorado State might, I, I'm starting to kind of feel after going through their personnel that there's a chance that they might be a little bit better than people think. I think this is the hardest of the three that they're facing. I mean, that said, Michigan should still roll them. So it's got to be a four, a four score game, I'd say. No matter which, whatever way you want to make that, it's got to be a four score game. Um, number three, will you be taking pictures at the game? Uh, absolutely. I'll be taking pictures at every game, at least the home game so far. Haven't been approved for, I think I only got approved for one away game at this point. KRT at Farmark 84. Happy game week. Do you think there will be a noticeable difference on offensive play calling this year compared to last year? Um... Again, I, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, I would imagine that they're going to try to emulate what Josh Gaddis was doing by the end of the season. I could see them being more aggressive. And keeping in mind, Matt Weiss comes from the NFL. Between him and, and Sharon, I, I could see them being a little bit more aggressive because Gaddis, I don't think, was that aggressive in the first, like, couple weeks and generally Gaddis wasn't that aggressive and then you started seeing some more aggression and I hope that the offensive play calling is a little bit smarter I still like I have nightmares about Georgia <laughs> just the play calling in that game it's like let's have a slow developing play against the fastest defense in the history of defense okay cool great idea man so yeah I think it'll be I, I, I think it'll be a little bit more like consistently aggressive but we'll see I have no I have no idea what to expect and I don't know that what we see in the first three weeks is at all what we're going to see down the stretch, right? Finishing us out in segment one, Jonathan Joseph at jjoseph2156. I feel like Braylon Edwards always makes predictions that never come true. Latest is JJ will transfer if he's not the starter after week five. Well, that certainly can't happen now because apparently the uh, the NCAA ruled that the transfer portal's closed. 
So, and no, I, I, that I've said it a million times. That's you have to know JJ McCarthy, right? Like that's making a generalized prediction of like, yeah, five-star type guy, but you have to also know JJ McCarthy said he's throwing things against the wall. Uh, does throwing things against the wall hurt or do people really not listen? They don't really listen. They don't listen at all. People might listen, but not inside the program. I can tell you, and I don't, this is not a knock on Braylon. They do not care what Braylon Edwards thinks. Not a knock on Braylon. They don't care what any of us think. So, and whether you're an alum, whether you're a football alum, none of that. They don't care. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really anticipate that they are looking at that and being like, oh no, Braylon said something. They just aren't. All right, betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, so we have more coming to you. I'm going to tell you this. The plan for tomorrow is that, uh, at least for two segments, we're going to have Jake Butts to uh, just talk overall Michigan. We'll get into... Probably, I'm probably not doing a traditional preview of Colorado State because I don't feel like the first three weeks is really that warranted. Like, do you really want to hear, like, and they've got this running back, and they've got these... Now, I will say this, their wide receivers actually are pretty good. All, all The two of the three starters, have they had more yards last year than any Michigan starter. They've got some talent, for sure, but I don't know. All right, let's go to our Victor's Valley, starting with Jim at Jim in the North. Clarification from last week, which running back will be the contact-seeking battering ram like Haskins was last year? Um, I'm... Tavier Dunlap probably. CJ Stokes, I think, is a little bit more diminutive in stature. I know before I accidentally said Tavier, I meant CJ. Um, I, I would. I don't know that they have it though, and I think that's fine. Not every not every team is going to have players that do exactly the same thing. Tavier's probably the closest to it. Maybe Kalel Mullings if they bring him in. I don't necessarily think that they'll have that, and I don't think it necessarily matters completely, right? Because I think you're allowed to do, you're able to do some different things uh, because of Donovan Edwards and what he presents and AJ Henning. And I think that just by virtue of having the misdirections to some degree, you might just be able to have Donovan Edwards go between the tackles because you don't know what he's going to do. I'm not sure that, though. We'll see. Wouldn't surprise me. I think Tavier Dunlap's probably your closest bet there. I fully expect this offense to be great, but I'm also expecting it to be one that runs uh, the quarterback, is under center, the horror. Do you think fans get bugged with offenses that don't look like pass machines? Oh, 100%. Uh, I predicted that in my uh, 
and my 10 things that will certainly come true. I don't, I, I think this offense will be great. I think it can be historically great for Michigan. I don't think that that necessarily looks much different than last year. Maybe just like a little bit better overall. I don't think it's going to be, I, I, I hope to be pleasantly surprised, but I do not think it's going to be like this. The quarterback is Joe Burrow 2019 or Mac Jones 2020. You've got three receivers with a thousand yards. You've got two running backs with a thousand yards. I just don't think it's going to be that. I don't think it's just going to be like this crazy, crazy, crazy offense. Can Nebraska come back? I think it can. It just depends on what happens in the week three game against Oklahoma. They got an easy game this week. I think it's week three. So I think they got two more weeks in Oklahoma. And then by, I don't remember. I looked it up before, but uh, they can. I thought the offense looked really good. The defense didn't. How much of that was Northwestern's offense being better? And I mean, they have a good offensive line. How much of that is Nebraska's defense being poor? We'll find out uh, a little bit this week and probably not. Probably more when Northwestern and Nebraska both are playing uh, more quality opponents down the stretch. Adam Casel is another one who asked uh, the Scott Frost question, uh, but I'll ask that answer that here but at adam underscore casel do you have a favorite player to interview on this year's team favorite coach do you get to interview opposing coaches before games who have you enjoyed the most uh i mean i could go no they don't really have the teleconferences anymore so i couldn't ask the opposing coaches questions but so no on that we like big 10 used to have like the big 10 teleconference i only went on it for one year i was just like i don't care and harbaugh never said anything on it but um the, the Scott Frost question, is he the head coach when they come to Ann Arbor? All depends on that Oklahoma game. Uh, I if, if I wouldn't put money on it. But James Franklin was on the hot seat and somehow beat Ohio State, and now he's considered to be like the best coach ever. So go figure. Favorite player to interview on this year's team? I mean, Chris Jenkins is pretty great. Um... But there's no Aiden Hutchinson on this one. And, and I'm still like waxing poetic about some of the other guys that used to just be so good. 2016 had like 12 guys that were good. Jake Butt, Jabril Peppers, Jordan Lewis, Chris Wormley, um, Eric Magnuson, Kyle Kalis, Wilton Spate. Drake Johnson was still technically on that team, but it was more 2015. Like, there were so many guys where it was like, if we get them, then cool. This is going to be sweet. And I don't I don't feel like they have that anymore. I think... But uh, Chris Jenkins, Junior Colson um, are two of the best. I, I really like Cade McNamara. I think he, he's a good quarterback. He's a really good interview for a quarterback because sometimes it goes either way. Blake Corum's really good. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that there's a receiver that AJ Henning's a really good one. Favorite coach to interview. Oh, Mozzie. I forgot Mozzie Smith. Mozzie Smith's awesome too. Not necessarily in terms of like getting like the content, but he's just fun. Mozzie's my guy. Uh, as far as the assistant coaches, Jay Harbaugh, he's just a wealth. Although... Yesterday didn't really give me very much because I went to sit down to write and I'm like, there's nothing here I really want to write. George Hilo in general, but he didn't have his best day. I feel like he (laughs) was revealing too much and was like afraid because like, but he used to like come out and be like, let's really get into the nitty gritty. And it was awesome. And I feel like he was a little bit reserved yesterday. 
Um, so there's that. So those would be my two. Honestly, a lot of the coaches, pretty much every coach. There's there's no coach on this staff that I'm kind of like, eh. The only one that's close to that is probably Mike Hart just because he talks so fast. It doesn't seem like he talks really fast. But every time I'm transcribing him, it takes me a couple hours. So Mike Hart's the closest to it. Uh, where it's like, oh, man, we have Mike Hart. It's just more because I know it's going to take me a long time to get my work done. Spencer Whitmore at Spencer Whitmore. With Cade starting week one and JJ week two, should we expect to see a healthy dose of both in both games? Or do you think that Bowman and Warren will come in behind the starters? I would imagine we have to see both because I can't imagine just having, especially Cade being like, yo, dude, you're just not going to play this game. Healthy scratch. I can't see that happening. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, if it's a blowout situation, then you're going to see Bowman and Warren. You're not going to see it be like 50 to 14 and like, all right, now here comes Cade. You know, that's not going to happen. I think it would just be like he comes in for a couple plays, comes in for a series or something like that. Zan at Zanland, what uniform combo do you think the team will be rocking to start the season? I'm going to guess it's going to be the traditional week one. Week two, I can see it being all blue just because it's a night game, but I, I, I would hold off on all of that until um, until Iowa. And then and then you just reserve the special ones for Iowa, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State. That's what I would do. Mark Z at Mark Zimke, in honor of Mikey Sainer still, who are your top three position changes at Michigan? That one's tough. Chase Winovich, number one, to defensive end. Keep in mind, he was like a linebacker, and then a tight end, and then finally defensive end. And what a, like a change. I remember him reaching out to me in 2015 when he got his first chance to go out on special teams. He's like, can you please get pictures of me this week? Can you please do it? Because I had a relationship with him from recruiting, of course. But he's like, please, can you get this for him? So like, um, he's like, I'll be out here and here. Just make sure you see me, whatever. So that would be... To see him suddenly thrive the next year, number one, Chase Winovich. Number two, even though maybe it didn't pay off of the dividends as much, and it wasn't really a position switch, it was just moonlighting. Jabril Peppers on offense, because I just loved, like especially in 2015 Michigan State, Mark D'Antonio calling two consecutive timeouts because of the danger that he posed. I know the pep cat angered a lot of people, but it was still exciting. That'd be my other one. Um, number three. I think you got to go True Wilson at running back because I thought he was pretty good third third option at running back. Honorable mention Ben Mason, <laughs> who did not work out as a defensive tackle. But it was exciting. The idea was exciting. Zach Van Lenti at Lenti Zach. How is Michigan's 2021 team different than the 2015 MSU team? Both teams seem to win every close game before getting decisively beaten round one of the playoffs. MSU went on to have a putrid 2016 season. How is this team different? MSU 2015 was more of a lucky team. As you know, MSU 2015 had they they had the flukiest play in the history of college football to beat Michigan. They played Ohio State when Urban Meyer forgot that Ezekiel Elliott existed in a game that they would have gotten blown out. MSU in generally tends to win with a lot of luck. Think was that the year where they where they lost to Nebraska? And everything kind of looked dire and that was not a good Nebraska team either. 
That's, I mean, Michigan lost to a decent MSU team. Michigan put up more of a fight in the playoffs. MSU kind of didn't deserve to really, like MSU wasn't considered to be the best team in 2015. Ohio State was. Whereas Michigan proved it was the best team in the conference this last year with the way it beat Ohio State. So Michigan, I don't think, was lucky when it won the close games it won, which were Rutgers and uh, Nebraska. It wasn't like luck that caused that to happen. So uh, that's Trent Noop. Just letting me know he's happy that football's back. And I forgot to turn my ringer off here. So... He's probably not listening. Now Now that he writes for Wolverine's Wire, I don't think he listens to the podcast. What are the chances that um, McCarthy and Edwards finish their Michigan careers without losing to MSU again? I'd say it's pretty good, but never know. The thing about MSU is you never know what you're going to get. It's really hard to predict. You can't explain it. You can't predict it. In the words of uh, Bill Paxton from Twister. Finishing us out in segment two, Jacob Shaveria, Jacob 172-13950. Are Colorado State and Hawaii comparable teams? No, I, I wouldn't say so. I think that, that Colorado State's the best of the three that they're going to face. Then again, UConn put, on a, put up a fight against Utah State, but their quarterback is out for the year. So Colorado State, I think, is going to be a team that ends up doing pretty well this year in the Mountain West under Jay Novrell. Might take them a minute, but I think that they're going to be I really think that they will. I don't. I haven't looked at their schedule. I think they're going to be okay. Kawhi is a dumpster fire. Based off of what I saw from UConn against Utah State, I think Hawaii is going to end up being the worst of the three. I thought UConn was going to be. I think Hawaii is going to be it. Wouldn't it be smarter to have each QB start and finish a half of both games? Mm, no, I like the idea of them each getting their own game. Name the first team that comes to mind for Cade next year if J.J. beats him out for the starting job. I'm not even going to speculate on that. I don't I don't have one. It's not, I, it's, there's no team that comes to mind. It's not, it's not the type of thing I like speculating about. All right, we are going to continue on. We've got a couple more left here in just a moment. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, we've got a few more here. Matthew Leonard at Buffman74. What time TBD game will become a night or afternoon game? Thanks. What time TBD? I see. What time to be determined game will become a night game or an afternoon game? Well, I've got to look at the schedule because I don't know which ones are are that. Um, So right now the rumors are that Iowa TBD is going to be a noon game. The rumor is that Michigan State's going to be a night game, so I'll stick with that. Penn State's probably going to be – it's a maze out. I prefer that one be the night game. It's probably going to be a 3.30 or a noon game. Uh, Rutgers, uh, it's probably going to be a night game, much to our, my chagrin. 
all of our chagrin. I hope that's a noon game. Nebraska, I think that'll. I think Nebraska and Illinois will be. I'll say. Let's say Nebraska noon, Illinois three thirty. That would be my guess. That's just that really is just me spitballing. We'll see. Uh, Brett Beyer at Brett Beyer six. Do you think they can use Jonathan Edwards as a power in between the tackles back along with along with being a pass receiving specialist since all the backs next backs in the depth chart are inexperienced. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that he has that in him. He's a he's not a huge back, but he's not a tiny back either. He's he's a decent sized dude. He's like no he's like no different than Hassan Haskins as far as his stature, so wouldn't surprise me. Greg Villacerda at Coach G Villa. Are people making too much of the QB situation? The first three games are glorified exhibition games. Could it possibly be both QBs are really good and we win with either one. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, this is essentially like now I think Colorado State might be a little bit closer to Middle Tennessee was in 2019. I think that's fine. I don't think you need to freak out if that's the case. But um, nonetheless, I think it's essentially playing an NF- three NFL preseason games. That's the way I look at it. I think that Maryland's going to be a big step up from these three. But otherwise, I think that, yeah, they're essentially... NFL preseason. So I don't see the problem with it. I don't know why people are so freaking out about it. Riley doesn't help that Valenny and Rico. And I love Rico. You're you're a good dude generally, but that's the Michigan alarmism is tiring, man. Just, I watched a couple of their videos on YouTube for whatever reason. I don't know why. Perry Mitchell at Perry Mitchell 08. Harbaugh named uh, compared Peyton O'Leary to Cooper Cup, which in itself is high praise. And we've heard quite a bit about him from others. But what it, what can he contribute to a wide receiver room with so much established talent? Uh, he can just be yet another established talent. So, um, I think that is just just what you would expect essentially from like the freshman, but maybe more. I mean, he might not be established talent from what we've seen, but I mean, clearly he's doing it in camp. So maybe he's another, and I, and I don't know. I haven't watched enough. Rams football to know what Cooper Cup really plays like. I don't watch enough NFL. I watched maybe two games last year. Super Bowl being one of them. I think I watched the Super Bowl. But, uh, I mean, maybe he's just like a taller, kind of shiftier, not shiftier, but taller as shifty Ronnie Bell type. Guy that can surprise people. Guy that's not necessarily on other teams' radars as much. Maybe he has a propensity to getting open. That's what I think. Clark at Mark underscore Greenlease. Who's your prediction for the first sack of the season and who gets the first turnover? That's hard because that's just a complete crapshoot. There's nothing that's like informed. But let's go Mozzie Smith, the first sack. I think it would be a disservice if I didn't say that. First turnover. Let's also say Mozzie. Forced fumble. I like that idea. First interception. RJ Moten. Dropped a bunch last year. This year, it's going to come to fruition. That's where I'm at with that. All right, finishing us out, Cliff Harold at Harold C4. What kind of stats do you want to see on offense and defense in game one? Pass yards, rush yards, etc. Who leads the team in yards on offense? Who leads in tackles? Junior Colson in tackles. 
Um, sticking with Ronnie Bell, I'm trying not to overthink it as far as the yardage. On, well, no, not Ronnie Bell would be wide top wide receiver. Overall yards, I'm going to say Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum, shortly behind him. But I think Corum will rush for more, but Donovan Edwards will have more all-purpose yards. Um, I want to see, uh, I'd say 270 passing yards, 270 rushing yards uh, in this particular game. Would I like more passing yards? Yes, but I just think the run's going to be there. The pass won't be as much. Uh, as far as the other way, I think that if they can hold them to 200 yards passing, I will be very impressed. Now, they have a new quarterback, Colorado State, so maybe maybe it's, uh, you know, I'm over-hyping the receivers and such that they have. I'm not really thinking that the running game's going to do much, uh, but I think that... Uh, if they can hold him to about 320 yards offense, I'll be, I'll think that things are going very well. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with Jake Butts. At least that's the plan. He's a very busy man now, so we'll see if we can still get him. But we will talk to you soon. Thanks for watching and or listening. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.